What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Undeniable Perception, episode 95? Brother from the same month? 95, man. So, if we got those two numbers together, you get 14. So, I'm here to beg you, man. I need help, man. I need an intervention. What's up? I need help, man. That that Just Judy obsession has gotten stronger, dude. We saw 95 episodes already? No, or? man. So... Because you know, I already told you I was getting hooked on it, right? But I guess watching watching 10 hours of it a week is still not enough. Because yeah. like, they do the replays, like the reruns, replays, the reruns between 11 and noon at, uh, at, uh, on Channel 9. And they do other reruns or new episodes on Channel 2 from 4 to 5. Mm-hmm. So I guess it wasn't enough this past weekend, man. Because I was like, oh man, I'm going to watch some more of that shit. So I look, what can you stream Judge Judy, right? And it came back... CBS app, bro? No. Because I tried that first. Oh, I checked the Paramount out first because I'm like, oh, it's CBS, right? And it's not there. Because, dude, she's been doing that for 25 seasons, bro. So we're talking about over a thousand episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, man... And it said Pluto TV. And Pluto TV is free. Mm-hmm. So they have one channel just based on just Judy and it's just on all day. Nice, man. So I was like, let me get my fix. So I did that. And it's like real old stuff. And so you could see her progression, mm-hmm. how the show evolved. And did her glasses got... get bigger as the show evolved? Or no, her glasses are small. And the other time she didn't use glasses. So I think okay. it's just contacts or whatever. Man, don't you dare talk about my woman. So what she did, man, is like you see the progression, the way she's so good at arbitrating. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like so much about it is that people talk about stuff and she gets to the like, what happened? Like she's like, you know, listen to my question, right? So she gets into it and she asks questions that are connected to the case. And like, damn, man, she's fucking masterful, yeah, yeah. right? So anyways, man, that's what I need, man. I need some intervention, man. You got to take me off that, that Just Judy juice. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That, that fake court shit. Fucking. Well, the real court, though. Fucking, real cases. All I know is that I want to change. Uh-huh. But ain't no future right for me. Ain't no future bright for me. I'm uh-huh. stuck in the game. What do you mean, man? Where's that coming from? That's from my favorite Pac song that dropped in 1995. Say it again. So many tears. That deserves to be repeated. I want to change, but ain't no future bright for me. I'm stuck in the game. I'm trapped inside this maze. See this Tangeray influenced me to be crazy? You know what I'm talking about? So what do you think he meant at that point when he wrote it? Like, what did he mean by the game? And what did he mean by, like, uh, the maze he's in? I feel like based off of the environment that he was on, you know, so... He was in jail for something that, you know, girls do to him. So a girl, like, he grabbed the girl's butt and he ended up going to jail for rape. So when he got, so when he was in jail, you know, he was stuck, he was stuck in jail and then death row signed him. So that's why he was able to get out of jail. So I feel like he just feels like he just needs to be part of the streets. That's the way I digest it. But it makes me think about people that are probably like, like they go to jail like at such a young age like let's say 18 years old 19 years old you serve your sentence for like 25 years 30 years you do your time and you come out when you're like 40 years old 45 years old and everything's different and you're like fuck like i want to change but ain't no future right for me i'm stuck in the game like i'm still gonna push my drug i'm still gonna push drugs i'm still gonna do my shit on the side because I didn't have the right environment around me or I was put in the wrong place. That's what I think about when I hear that now, song. How does it, why do those lyrics uh, gravitate towards you right now? Like, how do you relate it to you, your, your case? Like, when I think about it, you talk about like, like it resonates in a sense because you feel like the game is kind of like the prism of life in a sense. Yeah, I feel like the game's kind of like manipulated. Like, it's for us to lose. Like, especially like, the way they start us off, right? Like when you go to school, it sets you up to just be ready for a nine to five job if you really think about it. Because you go to school, you start class, and then after two hours, you have recess, which is your break. And then you go back to school, and then you have your lunch. Yeah, you gotta and clock then you in and you clock out. School. You clock in and clock out, man. So just seeing that, bro, and, and just reflecting on that, and now having my two kids and seeing like the way society is making schools now on how it's like it's society teaching your kids not the parents anymore so just seeing that from a different seeing that from a parent lens now and being like damn like 
I made it out of the school and I feel like I'm fine, but I know there's so many opportunities that I'm barely undercovering within myself. Yeah, it's the, uh, the education of life, right? And you keep, yeah. and you keep mining for yeah. more knowledge and information. Yeah. The, um, when I was at the wedding, right, uh, over a month ago, I forgot to tell you this. So I'll give you her number. I think I got her. We can get it from, you know, our boy. Because uh, I had told her, Johnny's sister, like, oh, that you want, you and Mercy want to. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Homeschool. homeschool. Yeah. She's like, well, I have a lot of information. Shemaine, on right? Yeah, because she's been doing, she did it for our kids, right? Yeah. And uh, so, because I was like, okay, so yeah, give my number so you could ask questions because ask her specifically what is needed. She said it's actually fairly easy, right, to be able to do it, which is not the difficult part. It was more about like, well, what structure are you building, right? When you're, which direction you guys want to do when you're at home, you know, homeschooling. homeschooling. So that just remind me, I got to give you the Sweet, money, good looking. Yeah, I remember Johnny telling me about that. Yeah, because they have like he, kids. She's think. really smart because, I mean, I remember Johnny even saying that to the point of like anything red that her son would eat would make him like react a certain type of way. So for me to hear that from Johnny like, his sister knows what's up. Like she's attention to detail, so so I'm blessed to have that information, man. Thank you. I remember I used to. Uh, she used to work at. There used to be a Hallmark store down here in the old Chinotown Square. That's like kind of run down. The only thing they have now that are even worth visiting is Target, right? Because mm-hmm. even Burlington Coat Factory looks dead. And like we do go to the tailor that you go to there, so that's cool. Oh, by uh, Chinotown Square. Yeah, because it's pretty run down, right? Yeah, All you have is like Target. Party City's gone. Party seat's gone too. Act has been gone for a minute. They got Ross D- is still there. They got DD's discounts. Terrible. Jeez. But she used to where there used to be a Hallmark store in there. I used to go all the time. Wow, I don't even remember that. Yeah, like it was in a catty corner, kind of small, because I used to work in Family Shoes Center a long time ago. So and I used it to was walk, in there, that's right. And I used to walk down to the Hallmark, which was that. closer towards the Target end, and she worked there. And then you know, blah blah blah. So it was cool, man. That was bringing it back. That's crazy. And that's where Active was on the on that side where Family Shoe Center was, where next to it, it was like an ice cream place and a, well, that was and a, a watch place. That was the second spot. So Act the First was in a smaller area in the same place, you know, Town Square, walking. You know how Family Shoe Center was in that side? It was like that, but on the other oh, side. Oh, really? And then they brought and it you to that foot one, action, Kind of where foot action was or whatever. Oh, okay. So That's the, where it was. And then Active got a bigger spot. It took over next to what became a Pollo Loco. No, it's like Juan Pollo. You know how they had that other one right next to it? Yeah, okay, so it took over Juan... No, Juan Pollo? Right next cross. to Juan Pollo, because it shared a wall. Yeah. And this place, you see it as soon as Two you drive down. Exactly. And then it went to the next other to spot. Yeah. Three and it's, spots. it's no longer there anymore. Yeah, they closed that one down. COVID got them all, dude. It sucks. Well, I don't know, man. They, they, had some, they, they opened up so many stores for so many years that I think that hurt them first because they were investing so much. I think I don't know the details, but... You know, I knew a few people, a few people that worked there. You know, uh, no friend of mine, Marcelo, yeah. worked there a long time ago. And an old buddy of mine from high school actually managed one store in L.A. And it was just random that I walked in. I was like, oh, shit, what's up, Colin? Acted right cool, shot. Cool honey. dude. Even back then, he was all sleeved out. Yeah, yeah. You know, good-looking dude. I remember him in a... He was in a few movies when he was a kid. He was one of the first per- people that I met. And it was actually nice to me when we moved to Chino because he went to Dixon. Oh, nice. And I didn't talk to many people, and he was like, he already looked like all posh, like all cool, like a pompadour one, like good looking kid, right? All this other stuff. And then he became, got into punk music, started singing for a band called, called uh, Lost Cause. Uh-huh. I think it was Lost Cause, where our buddy Luke, he used to play bass in that band. Luke played bass? Yeah, either That's bass hilarious. or guitar. I forget. I think guitar. He'll, he'll get pissed if I say, but I think it was guitar. So they played in the punk band, like in the high school at that time, and he sang for them. And because he was a good-looking dude, Colin, he got a lot of girls. He probably got a lot of hate from a lot of dudes, you know, all this other mm-hmm. shit. But the reason why I bring that up, aside from the active thing, is that he had to have brain surgery. Oh, shit. Like a few years after high school. And I remember we talked about it because I went into Kinko's. Because before making all these other shirts, I didn't like other shirts, so I wanted to make add an image to a shirt. Yeah. And it was a... It was that, and I think it was you that, or I was making uh, covers for this demo, me and the band I was in, recorded. And I saw him in there, and I was like, oh shit, what's up? And he was doing the same thing with his band, because I think that his band later was called Last Deal, or The Deal, or some shit like that, right? 
And he told me about his man. It was scary, man. It's like they make you sign paperwork, like hey, you may die, blah blah blah. But he came out of it, man. It was cool. Wow, dude. Like, good for him, man. That's crazy. And that's awesome hearing like a good looking dude. That's even a doper person. To me, it was always chill. I, I love that. Like them. Other people, blah blah blah. Because sometimes you might be like, you might meet that person that's like, yeah, you're a good looking dude, but you're conceited because of that. No, I ain't gonna talk to you. You ugly. Yeah, and you know I'm sure. So like, that's dope. Bro. I'm sure there was a level. I had to highlight that. And I'm sure there's a level of like feeling yourself, but that's not a bad thing. But in high school, thing. you take it all bad. Like, oh, that person's cocky or whatever. But I think it has more to do with like I liked the way we treated each other, and that's what I based it on. You know, because yeah, like, who gives yeah. a fuck? You know, like, you're cool with me, I'm cool with you. Yeah, then it's true time. what they say. Like, you never, you always remember how a person makes you feel. And the first thing he says, he's the first person that made me feel good when I moved into China. Dude, he was one of the few people, because you never experienced the moving from school to school, you know? So, mm-hmm. we did it a few times growing up. And man, it's, it's a scary thing, because it's already like, I was like, man, there's only like a few months left to the school year, going mm-hmm. to, was it sixth grade? Yeah, sixth grade. I didn't know anyone. I already have all these like, uh, like uh, insecurities about myself because my ears are so big, you know. And I was like, oh man, people are gonna and I'm not gonna navigate. Have to navigate through this shit again with mm-hmm. new school. Um, but he was one of the few people that I started talking to. He wasn't even yeah. in my class. But then what happened was at lunch, some people were playing ball. Now you want to play? Oh, that's tight. And I blew them all away, bro. Like, damn. But that's what. Another reason why sports are so good, man, because I was good at basketball. You're able. And I was, I was, I was higher up than most of them, except for this other kid. He was a cool dude, and we became good friends. God, I forget his name, man. But he was a sick ball player. So it was me and him. Dwayne. Dwayne. His name was Dwayne. Was his last name Wade by any chance? No, imagine that shit. I was like, well, our lives took two different trajectories, shit, bro. Because uh, I remember making layups, and the kids are all, he could do a figure roll. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Finger out with the with the hand behind the head. Oh man, it was so it was a dope shit, man. When you when you look back at all that stuff. Does so I wanted to ask you? Do you know yeah. what number uh, Lightning McQueen is? Oh man, I don't know why, but I want to say twenty five. Lightning McQueen. Yeah. He's number ninety five, bro. Oh, he's ninety five. Oh, I was close. The chick kind of looks like a nine. Hell yeah. You know why he's number ninety five? My son's favorite. Why? Because that's the year Pixar came out. Really? So that's a good backstory. Yeah, so that's why Lightning McQueen is number 95. Man, I really got to go. I really have to make time to watch these Pixar films, man. They're all great. You know what the first Pixar film was? You yes. had to know it. Yes. Well, first it was the short. Right? Yeah, but the which Pixar was a light, film. Which is the light, right? The film. Yeah, Toy Story. Yep. That's the and that, that's still one, the number one, right? Still number one. Yes. Yeah, because they take such good care of it, man. Great writing. Yeah, they're uh, smart. The they, they did it, bro, because like Disney was Disney Plus. Is that what it's called? Disney app? Well, yeah. Disney app. So, uh, yeah, I remember because they had all those shorts, like you said, like the light, the ball, the clown. And it's like all these little characters that are in Toy Story. So, like, you see, like, their their story. Because they, yeah. Like, the, there's they, one they, called Red's Dream that my son would love, and it was a clown. Oh, I got to see that. That like, with, like, a sad jazz song. And it was Ooh. just like a sad. Yeah, it was called. It was called Red's Clown, I believe, and it was about a uh, what? What is that? That single bike, the single wheel bike. Uh, well, that you ride. I think it's just called a cycle because a it's cycle because it's only one wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was like a clown that like gave away his cycle, and it's just the cycle in the pawn shop, just like reflecting. Oh. That's why it's called Red's Dream, dude. And those stories always are best because they pull at your heartstrings, right? Yeah. Because dude. there's a, a real and true emotion that yeah. comes from with that. And there's there's the other one, the Forky. Didn't they make a Forky one too? Like little short films of him. And those are only like what, like five minutes? And I guarantee you those take so long just to make. Yeah. Because the process of doing it. Speaking of storytelling, I was uh, I re- listened recently to a, uh, one of the great writers, especially script, script writers, one of my favorites, Tony Gilroy, mm-hmm. who's responsible for the masterpiece, you know, Michael Clayne. If okay. you haven't seen it. Yeah, with um, George Clooney. Exactly, right? Mike Clayton. And he also did the Born Identity films, blah, blah, blah. But Michael Clayton was the first film he actually directed. He was already a writer. He wrote Devil's Advocate. He wrote all his other stuff, right? So he was already kind of like a player in the scene. But the point I'm bringing this up is because Mark Marin asked him, well, what's the thing about script writing? Like, well, how, do you, how do you know which one is BS? Why is there so many bad ones and good ones? 
And he kind of, in going back to what I got with Albert Einstein said, right? You may, a genius is someone that could explain something clearly, right? Yeah. You take something that's difficult. You simplify. To, exactly. You, you simplify, simplify difficult shit. And it is Einstein who said that, right? I believe so, yeah. So when this one, he'll take credit for it. So he, uh, he asked him about it and he, and he made me understand it so clearly when um, Tony Gilroy responded, it's people, you have to be just genuine. The characters have to be genuine. You can't bullshit. Like, you can't have one character be a certain way, and then the next scene, he's like some master genius. He's like, they're not smart. They're not smart. Keep them dumb, right? Like, keep them true to who they are in the character. You can't have them be all over the place. And it's just like, you have to have this honesty. This honesty about it and, and understand where the bullshit is and remove that. And obviously, that's just one aspect of it, but it makes so much sense, right? Like... Because how are people in real life, right? You 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 kind of know, because you know me your whole life. You kind of know, like ninety five percent of the time, how I'm gonna react to something or how I'm gonna say something, right? If I start acting weird, you'd be like, "Well, that's odd. Either something's up with this dude." Someone you personally love, no, yeah, I definitely agree. But like strangers, I I kind of beg to differ because of like the different type of masks, right? That we wear throughout anything in life, you know, work. You could, you could wear a different mask at the gym. You could be someone else. Right. But in terms of the script, it'd be like, depends what kind of movie you're seeing. If it's like a family dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And then things seem off kilter for a character that was acting a certain way. And it's going to be like, that's odd. And, that's, and that was a good way that he pointed out. Man, speaking of movies, man, I saw Barbarian yesterday. Mm-hmm. Man. I got halfway through it, bro. It's like, it's like whatever. It's like whatever, it's fun, but I had to convince myself. I was like, oh, it was more fun. I expected something else. I really expected, oh, man, it's going to be fucking scary. Same. It's going to be this. And it was just, became fun. I'm at the part where Justin Long, is it Justin Long? Yeah, I love that dude, man. Justin Long. Justin Long, where he got caged up. So that's where I'm at. I love that dude, man. You like him or not? He denied the the breast milk. Yeah. He denied the boo milk. Did you, do you like that guy at all? I I like when he cries. I like when he cried and dragged me to hell. I think he's such a good. I really like him. I'm surprised. He's cool. I'm surprised he's not into more stuff. He, dude, that movie Rhino or was it Walrus? That shit fucking bothered me, dude. That movie to this so day great. it bothers me, man. It's horrible, bro. Kevin Smith, dude. Kevin Smith made that. Tusk. You're talking about Tusk. Tusk. Yeah, that movie's phenomenal. Just because we brought him up, I had to bring that movie. Hell yeah, he's great. Well, what, what is? To, even though I may know what, what is it that bothered you about it or that ew, like that gets you about that film? You're just enslaved bro and no control right yeah that's it you're just stuck you're a vegetable I think that's the worst pain bro and like, you're living yeah like you're awake and you feel everything and it's the lack of opportunity right the lack of opportunity dude that's what that's I always a good thank, way to put it that's, that's, that's what I always thank God about but like thank you that I have opportunity yeah and being cognizant of it all the time mm-hmm. because we enslave ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. For lack of a better word, like, because we're, oh man, we could be like, man, I hate my job, I hate this, I hate that. But what you, what are you doing about it? You ain't doing shit about it. Right? Well, what are you doing about it? There's, this, there's huh? this fucking ongoing thing that's so true that we're so conditioned to think that we don't have time. And we, that's so fake. We have so much time, but we just choose not to use it. That's like a figment of our imagination. I don't know why, where right. that came from. Maybe because time is fake, if we really think about it. Like, why are we even on a time? Well, time is relative, right? It's irrelevant. No, it's relevant. Um, It's relative. Mm -hmm. It's relative to whatever you apply it to. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're like, if you're sitting in the room by yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Or you're being tortured, then life's going to seem very long. Yeah, longer. Because it's relative to your circumstance. Mm -hmm. If you're out there having a good time with your friends, sometimes you look like, dude, eight hours just passed? Yeah, because it's relative to how you're enjoying life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it's all it's 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 man made, right? The idea of it. The idea is man made, and that's where I think a lot of things stem, bro. Like anxiety, depression, those type of emotions. Because if you think about it, like this is one of the main reasons why I want to homeschool. Besides all the bullshit shit they're trying to feed kids into their mental and shit, um, is with school you end up rushing your kids. You know, sometimes you might have to fight traffic. Sometimes your kid might oversleep or you might oversleep and you wake them up and rush them. Hey, let's go. Let's go. And sometimes people not, might not be their best during the day to learn things. They might be better after a nap. They might be better at night. You know what I'm saying? So with homeschooling, it's your own structure. It's your own time. So I don't have to 
give my son any type of dosages when it comes to feeling that, feeling to be rushed. Cause I, it's crazy because we're very conditioned to be rushed. You know what I'm saying? I gotta rush. I gotta do this, and I don't want to plant those seeds whatsoever. And I think school has something to do with it, dude. Well, yeah, because but you know that's that's that perspective over of it. Uh, you're not incorrect, right? And I won't disagree with that. But I will add that there are positives to that as well because it it formulates a structure, mm-hmm. right? And it goes back to what we said earlier that it's conditioning you to go into the workforce, right? Yeah. To be part of the wheel of capitalism because yeah. it's a structure like this. The time you start, right? It's like you like mm-hmm. you clock in for work. There's a time you end, and then within there you have homework because yeah. you have to do this, That's and you have assignments, thing. and then you have yeah. to test your proficiency of the stuff you learn, which all goes into the conditioning and education to get a job later. So there's things of it that I understand the structure, and I think that's a positive for what it's built for because going to the workforce, right? Yeah, the right race. Uh, But in terms of if it's something where you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to be things like that, then I think it's really easy to unlearn that behavior if you see it as negative i think in a, in a way if one fails at entrepreneurship making businesses and they're not in that structure i think it's tougher to learn those skill sets later to be able to be a formidable human being mm-hmm. right so i think it's it's absolutely necessary to teach both things right especially mm-hmm. what's gonna be like homeschool like there needs to be structure and assignments and deadlines mm-hmm. and things like that and an understanding of like, well, because there there is a responsibility of preparing them what the world out there is like, even mm-hmm. if it's not agreeable to how you see it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's 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 tough, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But that's where you guys come in and the education comes in. But the benefits that you're seeing that you reap from homeschooling, I'm sure it's pretty pretty unsurmountable as long as yeah. you know what you're teaching because like, like for me bro all public school taught me is like where not to go you know who not to fuck with what do you mean just like i didn't really learn any like all it does bro it just teaches you street smarts dude like you learn about clicks you learn about gossip you learn about society how society works pretty much from school like well, that's a good thing right i mean you get it elsewhere but you get more bad things out of it you know what I'm saying? Like I said, like you get rushed, you get all these anxieties, you get bullied, you get fucking this shit thrown at you. So I'm, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Well, yeah, man, life's not easy. Yeah, right? like I'm not there's, a fan there's of that, gonna be that, uh, that, that that structure. But that that tests your metal, right? Yeah, that tests your metal, and that educates you on how to be able to navigate and negotiate in life. Mm-hmm. How to negotiate with? Okay, so. Who are the people that I want to hang out with and how do I get into their clique or how do I avoid these people or blah, blah, blah. So within that, you got to break it all apart, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of negative and a lot of positive, just like anything in life, right? Yeah. So it's about how you're viewing it and to go back so I don't lose that train of thought, what you said earlier about time, right? When people say, man, there's not enough time. And, and, it's, and it's wild how if one changes the phrase and they tell you to view it another way, you see it differently. Because I read this the other day, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I read it the first time I've read it and seen it this way because it really lit, you know, it, it, my light bulb went off. So it's not that you don't have enough time, it's that you lack focus. There you go. Right? So if you're focused on what you want to do, you just make the target smaller. And that's what you put your focus on. You just can't spread your time on everything. Yeah, the time yeah. is there. Like you said, we all, we all get yeah. 24 hours, right? Yeah. What are you doing with that time? What's your focus on? Like people, people we will read your story that you work out seven days a week. Yeah. That's why you laugh at people that make excuses. Oh, no, I can't make it to the gym. Yeah. And if you were to ask them, well, why not? Then you, they get buffled, right? Like they get like, sometimes I ask that when people tell me certain things and I ask them certain questions, they don't even have an answer. Yeah. It's almost like they're just in, uh, in and freaking... Well, the word is like like in program mode yeah, to respond yeah, yeah. a certain way. Yeah. So you haven't even thought about it, but you're just saying shit. Yeah, we're conditioned fucking heavy, dude. That's fucking crazy. Um, so I wanted to give you an update on Yay, bro. Oh, yeah. Sure, so we had a little dis- What's up? I want to get your a, take on it. We had What's a little up? discussion last time. We didn't really go that much in depth. 
But I'm loving, I'm loving what he's doing, bro. He's playing, he's playing chess on the checkers board. So pretty much like he really wants to get out of all these contracts. He wants to get out of Adidas. He wants to get out of Balenciaga. So he's been talking about this since the last month. And so happens that they finally dropped them. So I really felt that he's saying these things out loud so he could get what he wants. So he could be full 100% owner, use his own factories. That's what I ultimately think is happening. Because it's funny because I've been reading a lot of comments, reading a lot of things people say. And it's funny because like during the Yeezus era, you went to the concert. We've bought merch from that concert. Uh-huh. And half of the merch had a Confederate flag on it. I don't know if you remember that. Some of them are shy. I'd never noticed that. Mine did. I have so. I have his Yeezus bomber jacket and it's got the Confederate flag on the side. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. So anyways, like no one really said anything about that. He didn't get dropped from anything because of that. In addition to that, when he was on TMZ, when he said, oh, slavery, that sounds like a choice, right? And a lot of people digested it like saying like, oh, you're calling slavery a choice, blah, blah, blah. They never ended up taking him off of Twitter Taking him off of Instagram. Didn't he go back and apologize? Canceling? No. Could have sworn you did. Well, he apologized to the to the dude that he said, "I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings." The black guy that was in TMZ, and uh, so he didn't get dropped from any of that. And this is like, you could call it anti-black remarks. So that's what people are saying. So it's like it's funny, like the way this is unfolding because it's actually proving his point because you have. Donald Sterling, that was the owner of the Clippers, bro. He says some racist shit, right? Yeah. Ultimately, ended up selling his team, but he ended up getting more value out of it. Like, he ended up getting a promotion out of it. Yeah, but he had to sell his team. He had to sell his team that he profited off of. The the wife sold it, yeah. Yeah, he profited off of. And in addition to that, J.P. Morgan didn't take him out of their bank. And then another person, the Phoenix Suns owner... He says some racist shit, right? And now they're telling him you're, you're suspended for one year and you're going to have to sell your team. Right. Ultimately, it's going to be a promotion. So he's going to get so much money from selling it because the value fucking quadrupled since not really because team. you're. But I'm, I'm not tracking how, what, what you're saying, though, because how does that beneficial for them? Because they're being forced. Mm-hmm. They're being forced I, to I sell think something it, they own. They did not want that. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do that. I don't know, man, because they're not being taken off of Twitter. They're not being taken off of Instagram. They're not getting their bank accounts frozen or getting kicked out for saying the N-word. But for someone to just say Death Con 3, right? Well, that's get huge. Banned, it's not huge because if you look up the definition, it means just preparing yourself for what's to come. Yeah. Exactly. And he said that specifically to Jewish people. Yeah, Death Con 3 to all good. Jewish people. So yeah, he's saying that awful. I'm going to prepare myself. For when you guys come to me, when you guys come at me. So, again, Sterling didn't have his shit fucking closed or frozen his bank account. Epstein, the dude with the minor island, had his JP Morgan chase shit. He didn't get that shit frozen. So now that I'm seeing all this unfold, unfold, and unfold, Balenciaga dropping yay, Adidas dropping yay. So it's proving his point, bro. Well, I guess that's, I'll, I'll have to 100% disagree with you there. But I see your tape, but I completely disagree because if we were to unpack some of this, and let me unpack a little bit of it, like, take, let's take the Sterling example, because you used mm-hmm. him as an example, right? He said racist stuff, but yeah. he didn't say the N-word. You're talking about the son's owner. So Sterling never used the N-word, right? Okay. He said racist stuff towards yeah. a girl he was obviously paying to be with him. She was mm-hmm. way younger. She recorded him illegally, yeah. right? And she leaked all this audio, which is disgusting, right? Yeah. So then... He, I'm sure, he doesn't have a Twitter, so that's you can't apply that to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he doesn't do any of that. But they didn't freeze his bank account. Right. So wouldn't that argument be made that those 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 people that own those banks care less about black people than they do about Jewish people? Which is a whole different conversation. Because you, he wasn't talking about Jewish people. He was talking about black people. You could say that, but the way I'm seeing is they didn't freeze his shit because he talked about black people. They froze yay shit because of the DEFCON 3 Jewish people. But yeah, so what I'm saying is like, wouldn't that prove a point more that those individuals don't care about black people being hurt because they didn't freeze his... They don't care. Well, that's they my point. They don't care. But, what does but that they do? care about 
Jewish people. So well, that's proving the gay's point. So who owns those, though? Ye, Ye never said anything right. racist. Right. He just said... Well, no, Ye did say something racist 100%. And that's no, why we disagree. Didn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you what the definition means. No, I get what you're saying. When you say I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, that's, that's, that's like a call for war, man. Armed forces ready to deploy and engage in less than six hours. Yeah, DEFCON 3, roundhouse. Increase in force readiness above that required for normal readiness. Being ready. Yeah, he's, he's, calling, he's calling ready for war against a people, a Jewish people. So that's where we'll disagree because I believe that's 100% racist. Yeah. No doubt about it. And you disagree, that's fine. But no. It means being... Being ready, bro. That's he's, he's calling. He's calling that, a death calm three to Jewish people. That's a racist, utterly racist bro. statement to say. But 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 it's proving his point, dog. Like dropped here, dropped there. So I'm really excited because what I was telling my mentor. How does that benefit him to be dropped from those? That gets more interesting. How does that benefit him to not be in Adidas and not be in Balenciaga? Because it's going to free his people more because it's actually going to be him doing it. It's actually going to come from the factories. It's actually going to come from USA, made in the USA. Do those contracts that he had with them, would that, did that stipulate that he can't do his own businesses? I strongly doubt it. Nothing, him being involved with those companies, I strongly doubt, didn't allow him to do his own business. What do you mean do his own business? Because you're saying now he's free to do that. He was, what I'm saying is he was free to do that even with those contracts. I don't know. I think it would just have to be clicked up with them. But now he's going to do I, his I own don't know. shit. Because he could, he could always do his own shit. That's my take. Yeah. So that's why I don't, I don't see... It's good to get your take on it and your perspective on it. But to me, it sounds more like a spin mm -hmm. to make him sound like a mastermind that, that he's not. You know, like... Because they, they've not listened to anything, bro. Like, he's wanting to, like, sell clothes for cheap. $20. $50 for these shoes. Right. And they never gave him that. Right, so that's something that they breached on their contract. Adidas coming out with his designs with the colorways they're selecting, opposed to Ye, right? Yeah, but that's the stipulation within the contract. Yeah, so yeah. that's why he got mad and he wanted the divorce. So he went through this. They didn't want to drop him, and now because of the anti-Semitic shit, yeah, they dropped him. But right. the reason why I bring this up because my favorite Yeezy, mm -hmm. the foam runners, the the better version of the Crocs, the ones that. I couldn't get my hands on. Right, right, right. Those were the first Adidas shoes to be made in the United States. Okay. That that's alarming, bro. Like, Ye did that. Ye did that. And bro, but like, he. But are you telling me he was oblivious to the fact that before he signed with Balenciaga and before he signed with Adidas, he was oblivious to the fact that those shoes aren't being made somewhere else? Are you telling me that he didn't know? Yeah, he was. Uh, He's he, a contributor. He to was. That, he was under the impression that they wouldn't remix his shit. They wouldn't take his shit. No, we're talking about something else. We're talking about. You're talking about the factories building these shoes, right? Mm -hmm. You tell me he didn't know prior to signing that these shoes are being made elsewhere. He knows that. Yeah. So yeah. how's he? Because it almost sounds like you're making him sound like a saint. Like he's making this change. It's like no. Yeah, he he's is part of the issue. He's part because of the him going to Adidas and Balenciaga gave him a lot of net worth, where he's able yes. to build his own factories. He has a lot of factories, bro, in mm -hmm. Wyoming. And that's where he developed the first Yeezy foam runner. The one that... Right. The first Adidas shoe that came out of the United States. Not China. Not Indonesia. Okay. Like Jordans. You know right. what I'm saying? So he's bringing work here. So that's, he's that's actually, a good. That's a benefit. He's actually building it himself. Like, like Sway told him when he said Sway was right. Yeah. Why don't you do it yourself, Kanye? Right. So this is what we're seeing unfold right now. Well, we're, he, he just we're, needs someone it's to, yet to... So the best is yet to come. And yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping you're I'm hoping you're right, because I love to see the best to come, man. Yeah. I just disagree with your take that it was like some kind of mastermind to be dropped by them. I think the last thing he wants is to be dropped by Adidas and Balenciaga. I think he's more just like surrendering to the idea. Damn, there's no way of taking back what I said. Because if you now there's it, this uproar, and now I'm gonna get dropped. Because he said it. He said it sarcastically too. It's funny because on drink on Lex Friedman like, he said it too. He's yeah. like Adidas will never drop me for an anti-Semitic comment. And then he repeated himself, Adidas will never drop me for... Yeah, because he, has a, sense, because he has a sense of humor. Cause because he knows it's coming. Because he's telling them. Yeah, because they didn't want to. No, because it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So mm -hmm. he was trying to 
it's kind of like to me it's more like you know someone's gonna break up with you so you're gonna break up with them first mm -hmm. not because you wanted to mm -hmm. but because you just want to say i did it or you know you're gonna get fired right be like no i quit that's what he did. I quit, in a mm -hmm. sense, right? Because he knew he was going to get fired. I think he, he outsmarted the leads, well, bro. We'll see. Yeah. It's, it's yet to so see, right? He's dope as fuck, man. He's, he, he's Moses. He's freeing the people, baby. <laughs> I, yeah, I disagree yeah. again. But uh, nonetheless, man, to ask you, man, how about this, man? Like, um, and I don't want to start a fight between you and your girl. But who's dressing my son so fucking dope? Is it a combination of you two or what, man? Because every time what, I see him... Outfit? Well, just recent ones. So you guys saw some pictures of the pumpkin pad. Every outfit, man, when he's got the the little beanie on, the outfits, his outfits are always sick. Yeah. So do you guys combine in that idea? You guys bought something here and there? Or how does that, how did that Yeah, form nah, we, we both. My girl got a, a sense of style. She oh, yeah, got, she does. Absolutely. She obviously got one me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so, right. So she's got it. No, no. She, she mostly dresses Sage. So I would say Sage is the hardest one to make look good. And she makes her look. So oh, absolutely! I can't, I can't dress my daughter, bro. I would probably end up putting her in like a, like a baggy t-shirt. Like, yeah, you dress her that like would a, be me, bro. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, with Z, her and I, man, we we've been blessed with a lot of good clothing, and we both got a little fashion sense. So. Yeah, you guys, and you guys know how to choose it, man. It's just hard to get him to wear Halloween costumes, bro. He just never wants to wear them. He wore the Mario outfit. This shit was sick. Was it easy for him to wear because he, he recognized was, it was Mario he was or no? for like the first 30 minutes when Mercy put it on, but... Because he didn't recognize what it was? He just doesn't like wearing new shit. Oh. And like he has a thing about shoes with Velcro. Like he only wears shoes with Velcro. So yeah, I don't blame him because it's easy. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's the difficult part, but... Nah, man. We both dress him good. I was saying Mercy. Mercy but the reason why good. I asked that question because it brings up a, a, a more serious question right that i wanted to ask obviously you and your girl have a really good partnership right and it's not without its flaws of course but my question is like how important is it to have the right person the right person for you in your it's life everything bro it's everything bro like it's true what they say like when you meet someone you're gonna know if you're gonna be with them for the rest of your life so i don't know if you remember when i first got with mercy she moved in, bro, to our parents' house a month and a half into our relationship. Really? So six weeks. So we started dating in March. Well, we started dating in February, Valentine's Day. Like around Valentine's, that's when we first started dating. What year and, was that? Uh, 20. Was it's it gonna 18? be. It was four years this year. It's gonna be five years in March. Also oh, 17. So everything, like the number four, like I'll go into that right now. Um, 2017. Yeah, yeah. 2017. So yeah, bro. So March, March uh, is when I asked her to be my girlfriend. And then that's when her, uh, her uncle, something was happening, bro. I think her mom was living with A her living uncle. situation, right? Her, her mom was living with her uncle in Moreno Valley. And I remember uh, she would work at the, at the Brea at the Brea store that I would service. Right. And then she was going to transfer to the Moval store. Okay. And I was like, man, like... Moval, I came, damn. I was, I was like, I came off of a, of a long-distance relationship. Right. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this shit. I was like, this girl feels so right for me, dude. So and I told how did her, you start feeling... Well, before you got to that decision to tell her, what brought you to that decision? Were you at home ruminating this and thinking, fuck, I don't... There's got to be... I don't want to lose this girl. Get me in that space. Like, were you just, like, sitting, thinking at home? Well, it's just acting it? different, bro. So, it's like, I remember when I would date girls, like, I would hit them up every other weekend. Like, if I was dating someone, I'd hit you up this weekend, and then maybe not the following Because you were waiting if something else would pop up. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm going to go hit up some other broad, or I'm right. going to uh, kick it with the homies, or whatever, right. right? But with her, I would hit her up every single weekend. Every single weekend yeah. since I got her phone number. That's why I knew something was special. Was right. Like, Fuck. And I never met someone that was so honest with me about everything in their life. Even shit that I didn't even want to fucking know. That shit must have been refreshing. I mean, I didn't like it. It was probably hard at first, though. Because I didn't you like had to it. Face the but truth. that's where we bumped heads. That's where we bumped heads. And that's another, that's another story. Because, like, she would tell me everything to the point where it'd be like, if this ever comes up, I just want you to know so you won't be embarrassed. Oh. And that was her perspective of things. Okay, got it. And the way I would perceive things... Would be like, if it's in the past, 
there's no need to bring it up. I don't, yeah, even I don't think need to about hear about, my about past. your exes or this or that. Like, kind of like that. To this day, she don't know my body count. I don't know her body count. That don't fucking matter. Right, right. But like that shit, right? That's where we would bump heads. Yeah. But like going back to your question, bro, I remember the the one weekend I couldn't hang out with her. I think yeah. it was like five straight weekends we would hang out. And she would come over every every hump day. Okay. Every Wednesday. Oh, nice. Um, I remember the one weekend we didn't hang out was when I went to go visit Christian with Danny when he lived in Hayward. Oh, when you put the contact in the wrong eye? No, I didn't put the contact in the wrong eye. I put hydrogen peroxide. Oh, it's even worse. Yeah. The wrong, but anyways, so you suffered that. See what happened? When you didn't see her that weekend? Yeah, no, so bro. Then, so that was funny. Just, I went to Oakland. I came back with an your Oakland Raider eye patch. right? Yeah, bro. So crazy. then you weren't, didn't see her, and then that's when it started hitting you more like, fucking, I miss her? What's up? Nah, I just, from the jump, bro, Like that's when I knew. The honesty. <laughs> and I was like, I've never met a person capable of being like this. Like, you're very loyal. Like, you're a person that I need in my corner. And when did it tell hit, me, hit you that you wanted to propose this idea of her moving in with you? When she told me that, and I immediately, like, immediately happened, hit like, you? in June, like, in the middle of June, so that's, what, six weeks into our relationship? So when she told you that, you and it just hit me, like, wait, how, why don't you live with me? Oh, okay, like, so it was, it, was, it was in the conversation, right in the conversation. It was wow, just organic, okay. without even said. asking our parents. She's like, well, I don't know, I'd have to think about it, are your parents okay with it, this and that. And you're like, and you knew our folks, you're like, I'll make it okay. I was like, I'll make it happen. Yeah, like you need to talk to them. Right, but it's true when they say that, bro. Like you know, it's weird. And if you were to compare, right, and I mean like the right partner, because all the elements in your life started changing, right? You started making all these changes in your life once you got with her, huh? You started oh, thinking yeah. like, okay, I want to do, I want to be more, I want to do better in my life in terms of finances, oh. and I want to do this, and I want to change this up how it just starts that rotation, right? It starts that, that change. Because like you mentioned, you mentioned the long distance, long distance relationship before with her. That was something that you didn't realize was was not the right person for you to towards the end, right? Then yeah. you started like, this is not the right person for me. Yeah, they're not they're not helping my need. They're not helping me grow. Like you weren't evolving in any way, huh? Yeah. And that says you were getting yourself more in a hole, right? Oh yeah, I was driving. I was, that was the biggest I ever been. I was like 200 and like, 15 pounds, 220 pounds. I was fat. Not thinking about it, I'm like, damn, I was fat. Because we would just go to... Well, no, you definitely drink. were not fat. You were just bulked up. Because now I get a big old gut or anything. I had a little pancita. A little pancita, but I wouldn't say fat. You know, yeah, compared thick. to where you are now, maybe I guess you could say that. I was but I thick as fuck. Yeah, I was 60 pounds heavier. 50 right. pounds heavier. You're like Volkanovski. You're like Volkanovski because Volk used to weigh like 225, I think, when he was a rugby player. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and now he fights that. at what, 145? Yeah. That's what he says, going up a ways out of problem. He used to be like, what, 225 or something like that. So yeah, he's man. like that, you know? Yeah, man, but it's crazy because I never really thought about it like that with, with, with being like in, what? I'm sorry. With, with being in a relationship. Like, I never thought about being in a relationship is to just build one another up and to just become better people. Like, I never experienced that with, like, all my prior relationships. Like, it was like, I take some from them, they take some from me. It was never us building each other up. It was a give and take as opposed to yeah. forming something together. Every relationship I was in was a give and take till I got with Mercy. That's when well, I was dude, like, I'm, I'm 10 years older than you and I'm barely starting to realize it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not realizing. I'm barely starting to be able to articulate it within myself in the language that I could understand it. When I have temptations mm -hmm. of like, oh, let me hit this person up yeah. or let me do that. Now I stop and I remind myself, Raul, that's a false sense of commitment. Yeah. And it's a false, false sense of a fruitful relationship. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that. What excites me is the idea of like, I want to build something with someone and have something yeah. fruitful and grow from it. And I need to sacrifice those momentary pleasures, right? Those momentary, oh, I'm being distracted now by this person. I'm enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be the same shit. False sense of commitment, yeah. false sense of fruitfulness. And I got to just I keep meditating on the idea of like, no, Raul, you want something else. You want something bigger. And if not... Just be alone. Yeah. Be alone at, at that moment in time instead of spending with someone else that I don't want to give my time to. Absolutely, man. And that's facts, dude. You got to... Someone will come, bro, when you least expect it. Because 
when Mercy and I got together, I didn't I didn't expect to be in a relationship. It's funny. I'm going to tell a story. I don't know why I'm going to bring this up. But I remember I was talking to like a few that's girls. That's what we do here. And that's, that's how it here. is. That's how it is, bro. The hardest, the hardest part about a relationship is the dating phase. Because you're competing with like so many fucking people. You know, you're talking to like five chicks at once. You for sure know that female talking to like 15 dudes at once. Dog. It's always times three with girls. <laughs> Sorry about that, babe. I love you. But like I remember there was a girl named Ruby that really liked me at the gym that I was working out on. Yeah. And I remember like me and her would talk, but we never Yeah, she like, came in heavy. We never went on she a date. She came in heavy with it too. Yeah, we never went on a date or whatever. Right. And I remember uh, we were going to go out, but I remember she was like, no, take me out on my birthday. We'll go out on my birthday. And my birthday's in March. And I was like, all right, cool. So it for delayed sure. it. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, delayed it. And then I met Mercy. And we started talking. So, and then, like, like, I'm, like I said, Mercy will come over every weekend. And then March came. And me and Mercy were laying in our bed that we made Zeke in. Yeah. In, in our parents' house. And Ruby calls me. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, let's just ignore it. Because we're watching TV. And then she calls me again. And I was like, oh, my God. Now Mercy's going to say something. Right. Because it's two in a row. And I ignore it. She's and like, then she too. asked me, she's like, who's that? And I was like, ugh. I was like, oh, it was just someone from the gym that I used to talk to. Yeah. Oh, did she like you? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I didn't pick up the phone. I'm with you, right? And she's right. like, oh, okay. So she went from Ruby Red to Ruby Dead to me. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And look at that. The timing of things, man. Timing is, yeah. The things that crazy. we have no control over. Yeah. But within that it's all based on our decisions you could have decided be like hey hey thanks for hanging out mercy i'll talk to you later and then hit her back up yeah but no you made the decision like this is what i value more yeah. i want to write it out here and look what it did yeah 100 times better man do i want to go for i want to go back to what you're saying like that uh -huh. that short temptation or like yeah that, that little nut you're talking about that that's a fucking ego bro and that's not, not, not even talking about a sexual thing. I'm talking about just like... Because it's showing... Well, not a sexual thing, but it's kind of like a... For lack of a better term, a possessive thing. Like, I still got you. I could get you when I want. It's definitely an ego thing because... A part of it is like if I were to like go more in detail, but it's going to be like, oh, oh, there's someone that's available, right? Yeah. And now it's caused... Giving me a distraction. Yeah. You feel... That's why I said a false sense of commitment. A false Because you have this sense of like... Oh, this, this like... There's, there's, there's something here. We get to hang out. Yeah. We get to play house for a little bit. Yeah. Right? We get this, this idea. Let's go out to dinner. You know, all this, all this shit. But knowing inside that it's just a false sense of fruitfulness. Because no fruit's going to bear from here. Yeah. And it's like... Man, I can't do that. Value your time more, man. Value yourself more. Yeah. Because if I'm in the point where I am now it's like dude I want to build something with someone I can't go back to coach you know if yeah. the first you know first class is for me like I want to build something with someone because what it, what it comes with then I got to sacrifice all that other shit and if it doesn't come it doesn't come right but the point is I am where I am and I'd rather be in this trajectory than the other one hell yeah and right now fuck first class you flying private right now, right so whenever someone jumps in and they worth a Worth the the seat, you could take it on the Maha Club, bro. Man, I can't wait for <laughs> I can't wait for tomorrow and Friday, man. Atlanta, so tomorrow, no. Atlanta is nothing compared to the fact that I'm gonna hang with my nephew and niece. Man, I'm excited about Disneyland. I get to hang with my nephew and niece, and I know we got the park hopper, so you guys are going a little later. Mm -hmm. But my question to you, because I'm gonna get there early. I'm not gonna get there at eight or nothing. I mean, I've been Disneyland for like ten years. But what should I do first? First order of business, dude, is. Do Rise of the Resistance in Star... I forget the name. I think it's Star Wars Land, bro. So that's okay. that's the first stop right there. It's going to be 20 bucks if you want to do the lightning on top of that. Because that's how popular it is, bro. When you say 20 bucks, you're talking about the genie thing? Yeah. I already added that. So you no, gotta... but on top of that... On top of what? Like, they charge you to, to, 
skip that line even if you have Jimmy. Fuck like, that. I ain't paying but, but it's like bucks. an hour and a half wait. I already spent close to 300 bucks to go there. They want additional money, man? Fuck those bastards. That's how that ride is. But that's what I would say, bro. If you get there early or whatever, go wait, raise, rise of resistance because it could be like an hour or two hour wait. I'm going to do that first but, for sure. But it's worth it. Cool, man. That, when, we, when we unplug, I want you to show me how to add it on the app because it got the app. But I also pay for the genie thing, but it's not showing up on that side, but it's showing up on my ticket. Okay. Thanks for that, but Hey, man, you're excited for this fight this weekend, right? I'm energized. Tell me about it. Energized for this fight, bro. It's dope, man, because Jake Paul's going to fight the greatest MMA fighter of all time. And once he knocks him out. For sure. I'm going to say the greatest. I think he's the greatest. Okay. I'll say that. Next to BJ. He says BJ Penn's the greatest. I kind of agree with that because BJ Penn will fight anybody. But Anderson's track record, everything that he did, man, no one can compare to that. But, like... Jake Paul has his opportunity, bro. No one can talk shit about him no more. So I'm really energized for this fight. And I think it's going to be... It's going to go back and forth, but I think Jake Paul's going to... Going to... Hit that spider. He's going to kill that spider, bro. Oh, man, I love that you love Jake Paul so much, man, but... This is still not going to prove anything. How old is still a 47? Yes, sir. And Jake Paul's 25? Yes, sir. And you're saying if you beat some people can't talk shit anymore? Dude, this yeah. is beating on the elderly, man. Yeah, Hell no. Man. I got Silva because I think his boxing is better, but the Jake Paul has a stronger chance to knock him out. Mm-hmm. This kid's 25, 22 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. Thick boy. Thick boy, thick screenium. And, and a way better boxer, bro. He's been boxing for like the last three years religiously. Like he trains with real people. Better boxer than, and people than Anderson Silva. Well, then like, I don't know. I never like, I mean, I want to like, see him Silva boxer. Like it's crazy. Like I think this dude could really compete with those people out there at the top. No, if he really could, he would do it. It's about getting money. He's smart. He's smart. He's getting these fights. I don't know exactly how much money he's making out of them. You know, because one thing is saying it, I think it's proving it. Yeah. The fact is, like, why would he go that route Mm -hmm. if he could make money out of this? Right? So I applaud his style of doing it and he's giving, and hopefully he's paying all these other people money as well. Oh, yeah. And all them. He's a promoter. So they benefit from it because. To them, they're like, oh, I could beat this guy up. And it turns out they can't, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's different with Silva. But the fact that you're saying you compete with all these other boxers, no, I strongly doubt it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's going to be a good fight, man. Can't yeah, wait. He's going he's gonna to kill it, bro. Take us out, awesome. baby. For everyone out there, thank you for liking, listening, and subscribing. Don't forget, leave a love. Be your biggest fan. Feel awesome free. As I say, stay up, up, up. <laughs>